I had the pleasure of getting to go away on a girls weekend last weekend. And I'm actually squeezing this episode in amidst all the other content because as Mother's Day approaches, and I know it can be so hard for us as moms to ask for things like a girl's getaway or to give ourselves permission to leave our kids for a few days and go do something a little bit more just fancy and free. I shared some of just God's glory that I got to experience while I was away with a girlfriend in Utah. It was just so beautiful and breathtaking that I got to share some of those stories over on Instagram. And in sharing those stories, I had a lot of you asking me, where are you? How did you decide to do this? Tell us all the details. So if and when any of you get the opportunity to get a getaway like this, you know at least what my girlfriend and I did, what worked for us, what we enjoyed most, and kind of showing about the whole process. So with that, I want to dive into first some of the back end, the planning and preparation for this trip to help you understand a little bit more about why we planned this trip, when we were going, where we were going, what we were planning on doing, and then give you a little bit more of a specific run through of how the experience went, the types of things we did, what I would recommend doing again, and which was really quite honestly, like everything we did was amazing. I don't have many things I would discourage you from doing, but anything that I can share is just tried and true. I don't know if this is helpful or not, but I know based on the number of questions that came in about people wanting to know kind of how we planned this and how we picked what we did and how we went about it, that if our wonderfully enjoyable experience can bless anyone else with any bit of a similar experience, I would love to just get to share this And hopefully at some point you can also put these travel ideas to good use. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. So first and foremost, I've shared this specific girlfriend. She's one of my dearest friends here in Texas before because I actually talked about in episode 75, something that we do as we plan our family camping trip every year. And so we've done this for the last several years with our family and she has girls, my same girls ages and a little boy as well. And our kids have just grown up together and it's a really fun special trip. So you can go listen to that episode if you want some context on how we pack and plan for that trip and how it kind of relates to holiday planning, which is when I shared that episode. But for the context of this trip, my girlfriend and I have birthdays two weeks apart. And because she's going to be moving to Tennessee right now, she's our neighbor. She's been our neighbor for about eight years. So we've gone really close and used to living really close. But with them moving away, we decided that we wanted to start scheduling an annual birthday trip as an opportunity that we knew we would get to see each other. And so because our birthdays are two weeks apart, we decided that we would commit to the weekend in between our birthdays every year as kind of this set date on the calendar. Now, full disclosure, it's kind of like a horrible weekend because so much is going on this time of year. I know she and I both just feel the intensity of activities we have with the kids 
and you know she's preparing to move and my husband has a lot of travel for work and there's just so much going on that I can promise you we never would have made time for this had we not made time for this. Because as moms, it is so easy to look at our schedules and to say, there is just no way this is going to happen. And so months ago in advance, we just talked about, let's do it this weekend. And it was a lot easier when we were removed from the actual hustle and bustle of right now to say, we're going to go ahead and plan this. We're going to go ahead and put this on the calendar. So just a little mom advice and encouragement. I know some moms never want to leave their kids. Other moms feel that it helps them come back as a better mom, wherever you stand on that. I personally really enjoy and appreciate when I get to have a few little getaways with girlfriends or like my mom and I go on one every year. Anytime I can get away with my husband, of course, I love time away with my kids as well. But for me personally, it's something that has really filled my tank as a mom. And so I tend to be the type that wants to find ways to make it really sustainable for the people who are helping care for my kids and something that's really intentional. If I'm going to take that time away from my family, that I'm really making the most of it and being intentional about the types of things I'm committing to doing, knowing that I can't just gallivant around anytime and all the time. And so that's just a little bit of back history on that and a little bit of encouragement, hopefully, especially as you get near Mother's Day, if your husband or whomever might be saying, what do you want? Maybe it is a night away if you've never been away. Maybe it is two nights away. We were spoiled with the opportunity to go away for four nights. And part of that was because getting into where we went, we went to Utah. And so we flew into Las Vegas and then we drove to Zion National Park. And I can tell you a little bit more about kind of what we did while we're there. But the first thing I should really say beyond picking when we were going to go, that was all I actually knew until the day of the trip. This one thing that Allison and I decided is that we were gonna take turns because at the pace that life happens, but even for this episode, I would have loved to record this episode with her, but seeing how we're just getting reoriented back into mom life, my husband's gone this week, there's so much going on, it was just not gonna happen for us to try and record this episode together where I could have had her come on firsthand. However, we decided because we knew that we'd be moving apart and have less time to kind of talk and coordinate and plan calendars and things like that, we would simply carve out a date on the calendar that was kind of our intended date each year. But we planned when, and beyond that, we said, we'll each take a year and we'll just rotate back and forth. And so God bless Allison, she did amazing. I was joking with her that like, this is her next calling in life because she took it and ran with it. And we knew from our friendship and our personality types that she would be the one who would do a great job initiating and setting the precedence on year one, because I tend to have a little bit more analysis paralysis and to overthink things and struggle to execute where she tends to be the opposite. And she can just like take it, see it, run with an idea much more easily and effectively and efficiently than I can. So that all to say, we picked the date, but then Allison did the rest of the planning. So all the credit of how amazing this trip was goes to my dear friend, Allison, but she had picked where we were going to go. And in her picking and planning, she decided that we would fly into Vegas and then we rented a car at the Las Vegas airport and we drove it to Zion National Park. Now, obviously this fits our personality types, this fits our interest. If you're not someone who likes hiking and biking in, you know, just a little bit more of the outdoorsy type of trip, obviously this may not be for you, but 
quite honestly, I would encourage anyone and everyone to go on this because it was one of the most breathtaking vacations of my life. And I've actually done the Grand Canyon and Zion and Bryce and all those places before when I was a kid with my family, but getting to go as an adult and just getting to have that mix of really fun adventure as a mom without having to worry about you know, it's probably not somewhere I would take my kids at the ages that they're at right now, just from a safety perspective, but it's somewhere I could totally see taking my kids as they get a little older and I can trust them to have a little bit more body autonomy in places that are like canyons and have, you know, slippery footing and things like that. But when, um, when we went there, she had then planned the itinerary. So beyond getting into Zion, she had picked that we would stay two nights at an under canvas property. If you've never heard of under canvas, I encourage you to look them up. They have properties at a lot of different national parks. And I know that I'm going to go back to other parks because I absolutely love the experience. When we go camping as a family, we do do the glamping full disclosure. I have not tent camped with my children, but I love glamping. I love that there's a little luxury, a little plumbing, a little electricity. But when we go camping at the state park in Texas, we have to bring everything. And the nice thing about this under canvas property is it's like luxury camping because they give you like those safari tents that are really sturdy and feel really secure, but you still have like a wood burning stove in it to heat the tent, but you do have, you know, plumbing. So you can still use the restroom and wash your face and brush your teeth and shower, but you don't have to shower. You have to like pull the handle down. So you can't just like leave the water running. It's like just rustic enough that you kind of feel like you're camping but so nice and luxurious and we didn't have to bring anything. So unlike when we go glamping and have to bring all the bed sheets and the bath mats and the towels and every pot and pan, this glamping at under canvas was amazing because we got to enjoy their really comfortable beds and all the amenities that they offered on property, but still feel really connected to nature. So we did that the first two days. And then the second two days we stayed at a resort, which in Zion is called Cliff Rose Resort. It was lovely. We got to look out right out our back door of the room, right on Zion and like watch the sunset every day. And the river, the Virgin River was right there behind it. And it was beautiful. So depending on kind of what your cup of tea is, both of those places that we stayed, we thought were phenomenal. We were very pleased with our experience at each of them. And I would definitely go back or encourage others to consider either of those places to stay. Next, in terms of what we were doing, Allison had planned an amazing itinerary. So she had planned this itinerary. And then the day that I got in the car to go to the airport, she gave me the itinerary. Now, I will say in advance on my birthday, which was just about a week in advance of us leaving, she did give me my pack list. So I knew the pack list. I knew the general temperatures that we were planning for. I knew generally what I needed, you know, in terms of clothing and things like that. So that helped me a lot, but it really, I had no idea. I mean, I think she said like the low was 50 and the high was 80. And I'm like, that could be a lot of places. And so I had no idea where we were going, no idea what we were doing, but I at least knew what I should pack for it. So with that, she then scheduled the itinerary. And again, each of these things I had the best time doing, I would really encourage anyone else to consider any of them. First and foremost, the first full day, we got up early and we went and did a canyoneering guided tour. That was an amazing experience. I think I might've been a little bit more timid. I'm not scared of heights and I do 
love hiking and, you know, seeking adventure outside. But as moms, I know that sometimes I can just be kind of timid to be like, is that safe? Should I do this? Am I sure about this? And I would just maybe overthink it a little where Allison just booked it for us. And it was amazing. We had our private tour and I'll link um, his website just so you know, in case you want to book a tour with our tour guide, Jared, he was amazing. He was very knowledgeable. We felt very safe and secure. And he starts us out in case this is something that you're not sure that you necessarily feel up for, that you feel is safe or that you would feel comfortable doing. He really tailored it to us. And so we started with a very simple initial climb so he could kind of feel out where our comfort level was, where our skill level was, things like that. Neither Allison or I had ever done it before, but we took to it really fast and we both started feeling a lot more comfortable and secure. I asked him lots and lots of questions about how secure are these hooks and what kind of glue is being used to adhere this hook to the mountain and all the different things. I had a lot of questions, but he was so knowledgeable and thorough and I felt very safe and secure in the process. So that helped me really to just lean into the experience and get to enjoy it. But also I feel like it just kind of set a tone for the whole rest of the time because we got to go have a really fun morning. We, in between each of the different canyoneering spots, we would hike from spot to spot and just got to enjoy a lot of the beauty there. And it was a really fun way to kind of jump into the trip. Then we just went back afterwards, went to under canvas and lounged around for the day, read, took a nap, hung out and they had live music. They had a restaurant on site. So we were able to just kind of get some appetizers, sit there and enjoy the evening, watch the sunset, sit by the fire. It was just really relaxing after a really fun, kind of more adventurous morning. So our second day, we actually decided to drive to Bryce National Park, which was about two to three hours from where we were staying in Zion. And that was just because we had heard it was really beautiful and it was something we kind of wanted to see. Again, I had been there before, but we both knew that these structures that they call hoodoos there is kind of unique to Bryce Canyon. And it was something Allison and I thought would be fun because it is such a beautiful area. The drive itself was actually really beautiful as well. So we didn't mind having a couple hours in the car. So we decided to get up and have a good breakfast, but then kind of take our time to get on the road because we knew that Bryce could be a little bit cooler than Zion. And we didn't want to, um, you know, we had only, I had only brought what was on my pack list and there was no puffy jackets or anything like that. And so we had decided to kind of wait, go a little bit later in the morning so that it wasn't quite as cold. And we ended up having phenomenal weather and it was really fun. So when we got there, we did go ahead and buy a park pass because we needed that for the entrance into Bryce. And then the next day we also would need it into Zion. And so it kind of paid for itself just those two days, but we were able to park right there at the visitor center, take the shuttle up and kind of decide which hikes and which starting points and which places we wanted to go. That's going to be based a little bit on what's open the time of year that you go, should you choose to go. But it was very easy to navigate, to just kind of poke around. The people at the visitor center were very friendly And so we were able to spend the entire day hiking about Bryce and just really enjoying that. So for us, after that, we went ahead and drove back into Springsdale, which is where the town outside of Zion. And that's when we switched to having our first night at Cliff Road. So we had done two nights already at Under Canvas, had a great experience there. And then after Bryce, we started our stay at Cliff Rose. We had really nice dinner just in town in Springdale. There's a lot of cute little restaurants and shops and things. And then just kind of had an easy night in and got up really early the next morning because that's when we went into Zion. Allison had the brilliant idea to go ahead and get us e-bikes. Those are like 
those electric bikes. Honestly, I'd kind of thought they were stupid before. I didn't really know how they worked. And I just didn't really understand why people would do that because like my kids now, I will not buy them electric vehicles to ride because I think the whole point is like to move our body and to have joyful movement and to use our bodies to move these vehicles. And so I had never really understood the whole point of an e-bike, but I will say when we were doing Zion, it was wonderful because we could take the e-bike straight from the bike center in town and we could ride it right up the bike path all the way in and through Zion. And so that was about an 18 mile trip, but we were stopping several places to do multiple mile hikes throughout the whole park. And so because we had the bike and we had the e-bike function, it was nice to be able to hike to our full ability and kind of wear ourselves out hiking and enjoying that within Bryce, but also being able to get this amazing view of Zion that I don't feel we would have gotten from riding the free shuttle throughout. There is a shuttle, but I don't think we would have enjoyed it or gotten anywhere near the same experience. And quite honestly, I don't know that we would have had it in us to hike as much as we did and bike. And this is coming from two people who have run marathons together. And I would say have a generally pretty high energy level when it comes to physical activity. So it was really fun. And it just kind of made it a more like leisurely enjoyable aspect rather than like a strenuous high intensity exercise aspect of the trip. Now that said, we did do just for a few of the hikes. I know people have asked like, how do we know the hikes? Which hikes do we do? You can definitely research this depending on kind of the intensity of the hike that you would like to do, what your interests are, how much time you have. For us, we had to pack all of Zion into one day. And so we kind of heavy hit it. We first went to the Emerald Pools. We did the lower, the middle, and the upper pools. And then we went over to the Grotto. We had also had the opportunity to go up to Scout's Lookout. Now, if you're familiar with Zion, if you ever choose to look into going there, this is a well-known hike. It is much more strenuous than a lot of the other ones that we did. And if you decide to go and you want to do something called Angel's Landing, you do need to look into the pilot program that they have for permits to go. We had attempted to try and get into it. There's a lot of logistics, so you need to look into that if that's something. But knowing that not everyone who's listening is going to necessarily care, I'm not going to get into the details of that. But you do need to look into that the day in advance if you want to submit for a permit. We did submit for a permit. Unfortunately, it's a lottery system. We did not get it. So we just went ahead and did Scout's Lookout and weren't able to do Angel's Landing. But Scout's Lookout was still a phenomenal hike, really good workout, and just beautiful, beautiful exposure, just getting a lot of different views and everything. So we still had a great time. We were disappointed that we didn't get to go all the way up to Angel's Landing, but that was literally the only disappointment of the whole trip. And it was one where control the controllables. We tried, we didn't get in. It is what it is. We still really got to enjoy it. That said, we went, we had a, most days we would have a good, like kind of hearty filling breakfast. And then we would just kind of pack like trail mix or snack bars or, you know, fruit and nut bites and things like that to kind of eat while we were hiking. And then we'd go have a big dinner. And so that day we had stayed, had a big breakfast and then went and hiked a little later but unlike Bryce Canyon being a little bit cooler, Zion was actually quite warm, specifically when we were doing Scouts Lookout. So just make sure to kind of time your hikes accordingly. Make sure that you pack tons of water and any snacks that you need. For Allison and I, we both wore our crossbody bags. We wore them as a fanny pack every day when we were hiking. And then we had our kind of sport water bottles that we would historically run with. And we brought those. You do need to refill those waters. So looking back, 
And really for us looking forward, as we talked about, you know, what we would add to our pack list for future trips and things. I do think that like a camelback where you have, you know, that um, bladder for water and the straw, if you're familiar with that, um, would be really helpful because we were constantly refilling our water in each hike. I was emptying it and then needing to refill it at the base. And so it was not a big deal at all, but just kind of that would be probably my only real lesson learned. And the only other thing is we just brought our running shoes. We didn't bring hiking shoes. I actually have hiking boots. And so that was one thing that Allison and I were talking about in the future. We would probably just go ahead and take our hiking boots because our running shoes did get pretty trashed and they don't necessarily have the same tread or if it is wet or you need any of that added ankle support and things, hiking boots can be good. But other than that, everything that she had put on my pack list was perfect and it was just an unforgettable trip. One thing I didn't say that I should say, the last thing we did after we hiked and biked in Zion that final day is we did use the spa at the Cliff Rose Resort. I can't remember, it's called maybe like Five Petals Spa or something like that, but each Allison and I both said that it was one of the best massages that we've ever had. And normally I don't feel like that when I go to kind of just a random masseuse at a resort, but it was a phenomenal, we did like the 80 minute um, hot stone massage there and it was phenomenal and such a treat. So just want to, you know, acknowledge that that was a great option, especially after, you know, so much exercise and just kind of moving our body in different ways than our typical exercise regimen back here at home. That was just a really nice way to get to end the trip. And then we just got to hang out in the hotel and order room service and watch the sunset on Zion. And I can't think of any better way to have gotten to end the trip. So find yourself a friend like Allison. She's such a gem to me. And I'm happy to shout that from the rooftop from the world because not only is her friendship mean so much to me, but that trip was something that I know I'm going to treasure forever. And I'm just really thankful that I got the experience to get to have in general, but also with a friend like her. And so I hope that if you ever get the chance to go to Zion or Bryce or do any of the things that I talked about on this episode, that they will just be very extraordinary, unforgettable memories for you as well. It has been a joy having you on the podcast today. And if you've enjoyed it as well, I have a quick favor to ask. Do you mind hopping over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a written review? This will only take you a hot second, but it truly blesses me every time I get to read what one of you write over there. And it allows me to bless others through this podcast and the episodes to come. The other thing that you can do is to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me over on Instagram at veggies and virtue. I would love to see what action steps that you're taking from this episode and also to support your family in the journey moving forward. Until next time, thanks for coming over to chat at my kitchen counter. Remember that you will always have a seat and a snack waiting for you here.